Welcome to the Mrs. Rev Podcast, where we equip and empower you to fulfill God's call with joy and with purpose. Get your Bible and get ready to take some notes as we jump into another episode of the Mrs. Rev Podcast with your host, Pastor Joey Miller. Hey, and welcome to the Mrs. Rev Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in with us today. I'd just like to welcome you if you're listening by podcast or on YouTube. We're so glad that you are joining us. Go ahead and rate and review the podcast. If you're listening in, screenshot it, tag us, and let us know that you're enjoying the content. Also, if you're watching on YouTube, give us a thumbs up and subscribe as well. Today, we're going to dive into a topic, and uh, I want to share with you a, a podcast entitled Get Up. Get up. And the topic that I want to address is a hot topic right now in the world and the church world. And that is, you know, depression, discouragement, really uh, mental health in general. And so there's been a lot of conversations had about this topic. And uh, I want to address it just from a biblical standpoint uh, with you today. Because if you are uh, a living human being, you've had to uh, battle and overcome feelings of depression or discouragement at some point or another. And so uh, I want to address it from a biblical stance that there is power in the word. There's power in the gospel to overcome this, that it's not a, a disease that's on a pedestal that's just above the reach of Jesus Christ, that through Jesus, you can overcome uh, these areas. And, you know, it's a slippery slope and the enemy isn't, he's not creative, but he's crafty. So he knows by just one little thought, it can take you from a place that you're doing good and you're strong in your faith to all of a sudden, you know, you're depressed, discouraged, and even some battling suicidal thoughts. So, you know, I want to address it from a biblical point and give you hope today, hope in Jesus, hope that uh, there is a different way to live, that you're not stuck. You know, I feel like mental, mental, uh, health and and depression and discouragement it makes you feel like you're stuck it makes you feel like you can't get out of it like uh you're just uh in this place and no matter what you do you're stuck in that place well i'm here to tell you today that through the power of jesus christ through the gospel you can get out of that place you can move forward that you're not stuck there that there's hope in jesus so let's dive into the word of god today but before i do I want to make mention of one upcoming event. It's our Devonair Night by Elm Ministries at Champion Center, Washington, November 8th, with special guest speaker Hosanna Wong. You're not going to want to miss this event. I'm telling you, you're going to want to put on a dress, some heels, ladies, grab a friend, and come out and hear a powerful word of powerful word from Hosanna Wong. And also you can uh, have a chance to meet her following service. We're going to have a great time of worship. There's entertainment. So come ready to have fun. We're going to have a blast in the house of God. November 8th, Hosanna Wong Champion Center, Washington. Register today at devonair.me. It's free, but let us know you're coming. Well, if you have your Bibles, you could turn with me to 1 Kings chapter 19. 1 Kings 19, you know, as I was studying this, uh, I was thinking about all of the men and women in the Bible that had to deal with discouragement. And there is a ton. Uh, you know, the Bible is a great point, reference point for us to look at, first of all, because it's the word of God. It's absolute truth. But, you know, uh, there's a scripture actually in the book of James that refers to Elijah. And it says he was a man just like you and I. He was a man just like you and I. So this Bible is a great example that it's. we tell our kids all the time. It's not a fairy tale. It's not a storybook. It's not like any other book you would buy at Barnes and Noble. It's the word of God. And so it's stories of men and women that were human, just like you and I, that came up against 
things, but how God uh, was faithful. God turned it around for their good. God is all powerful. So we're going to take a look at some of these men today in the Bible and how they dealt with discouragement, depression, anxiety, all of those mental health issues. And really, you know, uh, the instruction that we get from God in God's uh, God's heart on the matter. So let's look at First Kings 19. We see here Elijah had just come off of a time of great victory, great victory. It was in a time where he was battling the prophets of Baal. He had a showdown and he called down fire and and he had a victory in that moment. And then in the very next uh, chapters, we see, you know, he's believing God for rain uh, on the land and he's praying and praying and praying. And we see uh, the the rain comes and we're seeing all these supernatural things going on in Elijah's life and ministry. He's like on the top of the mountain, if you know what I mean. Like he's seeing breakthrough after breakthrough. And all of a sudden, Something happens in chapter 19. It says this, Ahab told Jezebel that all that Elijah had done and how he had killed all the prophets with a sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah saying, so may, so may be the gods do to me and more also if I do not make your life as of the life of one of them by this time tomorrow. Then he was afraid. He arose and ran for his life and came to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah, and left his servant there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a broom tree. And he asked that he might die, saying, It is enough now, O Lord, take away my life, for I am no better than my father's. And he lay down and slept under the broom tree. And behold, an angel touched him and said to him, Arise and eat. And he looked, and behold, was at his head a cake baked on stones in a jar of water. And he ate and drank and lay down again. And the angel of the Lord came again a second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat, for the journey is too great for you. And he arose and ate and drank and went in the strength of the food for 40 days and 40 nights to Horeb to the Mount of God. We're going to pause there for a moment. You know, Elijah coming off of this great victory, now he hears a threat from the enemy. Uh, he hears a threat that says, you know, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to do to you what you did to those prophets. And it says, Elijah was afraid. He was afraid. Now, all of these other situations that I had just mentioned had happened in the previous verses, the previous chapters. You know, uh, he had come against uh, all of the prophets of Baal. He had, you know, believed God for great things. And all of a sudden, he let fear enter his heart. He believed the report that he had heard. He was in a time of coming down off of uh, some great experiences and he heard this report and he let it go to his heart and fear came in. It incited fear within him. Remember what I said in the intro, the enemy's not create. He's not, cre he's not creative. He's just crafty. He knows the, the things to do over and over and over again, the triggers to pull uh, in us that will cause certain responses. So uh, he knew that Elijah, you know, at this point, point was vulnerable and he this report came to Elijah and fear came into his heart and all of a sudden this great man of God is sitting under a broom tree and he tells the Lord it's enough now I want to die I'm not good I'm no good let me die and I love the Lord's response here because uh, he basically tells him to get up he says arise and eat Arise and eat. And, you know, a lot of times when we're in that moment where we're feeling like maybe we've let one thought come into our mind, it all starts with a thought. You know, it's it's that one thought that we let come into our mind and penetrate 
our hearts that all of a sudden we can go from having a great day to thinking the world's against us no one's for us nothing's working out and and the lord said arise and eat elijah get up so i want to talk to you today about the process of just getting up get up you know mental awareness uh depression discouragement anxiety all those things they're real things I'm not saying that that they're not real. I'm not saying that it's something that we should take lightly. But what I am saying is that God, God isn't, uh, he's not, he's not uh, absent from understanding where you're coming from. He heard Elijah out. He heard he had seen where he was coming from. He saw the victories and he saw the threat that was made against him. Yet he knew that there was nothing that was going to benefit Elijah from staying stuck in that place underneath that broom tree. So his, his first uh, response response to Elijah was arise and eat get up and eat let's get moving let's keep moving through this because those feelings of depression and discouragement a lot of times what we don't see in the moment is it is just a moment it's just a moment that this too shall pass that if you just continue to keep moving in faith don't let your mind settle there don't stay in bed and pull the the covers up over your head don't wallow uh, around but get up Continue to do what is good. I love Galatians 6, 9. Galatians 6, 9 is a verse that you should have pinned up somewhere that you see often. It says, don't grow weary in well-doing, for if you faint not, you will see a harvest. And Paul, he talks about not fainting because there's going to be a time just like we're seeing with Elijah, where he was spent. He was like, I can't do this anymore. He said, enough. I'm tapping out, Lord. Uh, Pick someone else. I want to die now. And, you know, uh, Paul knew there was going to be a time in a Christian walk that you're when you're walking that you're going to get faint. You're going to get tired. You're going to get you're going to battle those things. And he says, look, there's going to be a harvest that comes if you just keep moving. Continue to be consistent in what you know to do. Don't stop. Don't let those feelings of discouragement, depression, heaviness put a pause button on, on uh, you know, moving forward in the things of the Lord. Get out your Bible in times like that. Turn on praise and worship music and continue to get up. Continue to move on. Don't stop and meditate and mull over that thing. You know, the worst thing that you can do is continue to feed those thoughts, those lies that the enemy is sending your way. The, the moment that you receive it. It said Elijah was afraid. He took it in. He received it. And then what happened? He was like paralyzed under that broom tree. The second that you take it in and you just maul over it and you think about it and you you grow that thought inside of you is the moment that you become heavy, the moment that you become paralyzed by that thing, that things are never going to change. And here's the thing. If the enemy can get you to think that things are never going to change, he's 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 winning uh the process because really it's just a moment. It's just a moment. So when you can look at it in the context of that and say, you know what, this is going to pass. It doesn't matter how bad it is right now. It's going to pass. I'm going to get through this. And while I'm in the process of it, I'm going to be consistent in doing what I know to do to get me out of it. I'm going to arise and I'm going to keep moving forward. You might say, how do you move forward when you're stuck? We talked about it, being consistent in the things that you know to do. Be consistent in reading your word, even though you might not feel like it. You might be down in the dumps, but keep doing what you know to do because the word of God has power. 
The word of God is truth and it'll break, it'll break those things off of you, those lies off of you that are from the enemy. That when you speak truth over your life, it breaks off the lies. So stay in the word, stay in praise and worship. The Bible says that, that he'll give you a, a garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness, that you put on that garment of praise and that spirit of heaviness will be broken off of you. So choose to praise, choose to be in the word, choose truth. And when you do that, you know, you're not, you're not, uh, being reactive in the sense of I don't feel like it right now. So I'm going to do what my feelings tell me to do. I'm going to stay in this room. I'm going to stay isolated. I'm going to stay down in the dumps. I'm going to meditate on feelings of insignificance and worthlessness and being overwhelmed and anxious and not feeling like I'm good enough. Or you can say, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to move forward. I'm going to turn on praise and worship music. I'm going to declare the truth of God over my life. And then what happens is your spirit is the one that's leading you out of that thing. If you're waiting for your emotions and your feelings to lead you out of that thing, they are not going to do it. They like that. They like to meditate in that place, to stay in that place, to stay stuck. But your spirit, man, is what will actually lead you out of it. And so you have to be consistent and feeding your spirit, man, even in those times that your emotions feel yucky. Your emotions are telling you one thing. Your spirit, man, is what needs fed in that moment. And, you know, uh, a lot of people think that just because you're a Christian, you don't deal with these feelings. And I'm telling you, you have to always be on guard. The Bible says to guard your heart above all things, to put a guard over your mind, not to just receive any thought that comes in. It's important. It all starts with a thought. So it's important to guard your mind to say, I'm going to measure this against the word of God. Elijah was thinking he he wasn't anything. He, he was, uh, you know, worthless. He was no better than any of his fathers. He was saying, if we go on and read Psalm 22, 6, it's actually another passage about David. David and, and this great man of God, David, he says in Psalm 22, but I am a worm and not a man, scorned by mankind and despised by the people. This is a thought that David had. He thought, no one likes me. I'm, a, I'm just a worm. I'm not even a man. People are, uh, you know, talking about me. People are despising me. See how that is a little lie that becomes completely magnified and it becomes your reality. And that's how you get stuck. You get stuck by believing that lie and letting it become your reality rather than re believing what God says about you and letting that be your reality. So David here, he is, he's in a place where he's saying, no one likes me. I'm isolated. I'm all by myself. Um, I'm despised by the people. And he starts to talk down on himself. And it leaves him in that place of isolation, loneliness, uh, being swallowed by his emotions. And, you know, today, if you're listening and you're in that place, you know, you might you might have to step back and say, what are the things that I'm believing? What am I ingesting? What are the thoughts that I'm letting come into my into my mind and my head? Because if you're not careful, those things will become the reality that you live in. You'll think no one likes me. I'm worthless. I'm alone. I can never be all that God wants me to be. People talk about me. People really don't like me. People say they like me, but they really don't like me. And those are all lies of the enemy that you allow to come in through your mind gate and penetrate into your heart and your soul. And before you know it, you're believing those lies. You're believing insignificance. So, you know, the most important thing that you can do is measure the thoughts that you have against the word of God and be quick to respond to them despite what you're feeling, despite what your emotions is. If you go on and, and read in Elijah in, in 1 Kings 19, he did. He got up and ate. God provided something for him to eat. Listen, the Bible always makes a way of escape. 
And and this is the issue um, that needs to go beyond the conversation about mental health and mental awareness. Because, yes, you know, we can all agree that it's a stressful world we live in. We can all agree that there is, uh, you know, mental illness and mental uh, sick. It's a sickness and a disease. But listen, the conversation doesn't stop there. The conversation needs to continue to the fact that God always provides an answer. He is a healer. He provides a way of escape. The Bible says there's no temptation greater than that which he can provide a way of escape for. He is faithful to do that for you. So when you understand that, you understand that you have to start uh, being aware to look for where God is in the midst of your situation to reach out for him. That's why those keys of reading your Bible, turning on praise music are so important because those are the moments. That is your way of escape. That is your way of healing. And so, But you have to make that decision to say, I'm going to, I'm not going to stay in this place, but I'm going to reach out to the Lord because he's always there for you. And he's our healer. He's our comforter. He's our peace. And he's our joy. So we see here in the story, Elijah, he eats he drinks, and um, I love this because uh, the the angel actually says to him, he says, "This you can't do this in your own strength." He said, "You eat the journey's too great for you. The journey's too great for you. And if you're feeling overwhelmed, de- depressed, discouraged, you need to stay plugged into spiritual food because the journey's too great for you." A lot of times, I find, and and uh, you know, the Lord's not condemning about this issue. He's not saying you're a bad Christian if you're feeling this way. He's not saying you know um, that you're not even a Christian if you're feeling this way no he's not condemning you but listen the journey is too great for just you to do alone so if you're not tapping into that relationship with the lord he's drawing you to himself sometimes the issue is that we're just not giving god enough of a place in our life that we're in the busyness and the chaos we're trying to do too much in our own strength and then you know what happens We can't do a supernatural work that God has called us to in our own strength. You are going to feel overwhelmed. You are going to feel inadequate. You're going to feel discouraged. And you might even feel depressed if you're trying to do it in your own strength. You need to tap into the supernatural sustenance that comes from heaven because the journey is too great for just you. And so he said, eat this and it's going to strengthen you for where I need to take you next. It's going to strengthen. He brought Elijah out. He said, get up eat this food and I'm going to bring you out of this place into what I have next for you. And Elijah was was obedient to do that. And that's where we come in. We have to be obedient when the Lord tells us or provides a way of escape to say, yes, you're right. You're right, Lord. I'm going to I'm going to spend more time with you. I'm going to lean into you during these moments. I'm going to lean into your spirit during these moments. And I am going to do what it takes to get out of this place. Hey ladies, if you haven't heard, our fall release of our Devonair magazine is out. Make sure you subscribe or purchase a copy at devonair.me. You're not going to want to miss this magazine. It is beautiful. Uh, it is full of inspiration, fashion, faith, uh, food, all great things that you want as you're growing in your relationship with the Lord. So be, be inspired to create and become everything that God has called you to do. And check it out our magazine at devonair.me. And so then we see the Lord speaks to Elijah. Let's pick up in verse nine. It says there he came to a cave lodged in it. And behold, the word of the Lord was there. And he he comes. He says, what are you doing here, Elijah? He said, I have been very jealous for the people of the Lord, the God of hosts, for the people of Israel have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars and killed all your prophets with the sword. And I even I am the only one left and they seek my life to take it away. And so he's bringing all of his issues to the Lord. 
it's okay to do that. When you're feeling overwhelmed, discouraged, it's okay to, to go before the Lord and say, these are the areas, Lord. Like, I feel like I'm alone. I feel like I can't do this. I feel like, you know, yeah, Elijah's saying, look, your people basically have abandoned you. And now I'm the only one left and they're coming to kill me. And the Lord's instruction to Elijah was was to go out and, and to meet with the Lord. He said, go stand on the mount before the Lord and behold, the Lord passed by a great and strong wind toward through the mountains and, and, and broke into pieces the rock before him. And the Lord was not in the wind and after the wind an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake and after the earthquake a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire and after the fire a low whisper and when Elijah heard it he wrapped his faith face in his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave and uh, I love this because a lot of times you know when we're feeling uh, depressed when we're feeling discouraged when we're feeling down not only is our situation magnified but the wrong voices around us are magnified. Uh, we feel like it uh, that, uh, you know, maybe you feel like you're alone. Maybe you're going to choose one statement that someone has said about you and you're going to let that be on uh, play over like a loudspeaker in your mind over and over and over again. And here's the thing that if you want to to tap into the supernatural strength that comes from God to get out of that pit, to get out of that stuck uh, cycle, that place that you're at, then then you have to be able to silence those voices to hear this, the small voice that the Lord is trying to speak to your spirit. That you have to silence your soul. You have to say, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to silence all these voices and I'm going to tap in and listen clearly to the voice of the Lord. He was in that gentle whisper to Elijah. He was in that intimacy. When I think of that gentle whisper, think about that. You have to be able to recognize that you have to be able to be, to quiet your soul enough to, to identify with the Lord speaking to you. So if you're in that place, you know, all of those other things are speaking so loud that you have to silence the voices. You have to say, I'm going to look for the voice of the Lord in this. I'm going to I'm going to listen tight. I'm going to uh, I'm going to consecrate myself to the intimacy that comes with knowing the Lord. And the Lord was gentle with him. He didn't say, Elijah, why are you feeling this way? No, he, he was gentle with him. He was in that still small voice. And Elijah recognized it so much so that he threw his cloak over his head. And it like instantly, it seemed like he snapped him out of it. And then the Lord comes to him and he says in the following verses, he goes on to say, you know, to address all of the issues that Elijah, Elijah, brought, Elijah brought to him. And he said, look, Elijah, let me bring, let me bring some uh, truth to your reality. It was, it was Elijah's reality that he was the only one left. That was his perception of the situation, that he was going to die, that he's trying to do good for the Lord and he's going to die. He feels like everybody's against him. And then the Lord says, let me bring some truth to your perception. And he goes on to say, you are not the only one. He said, actually, there are 7,000 in Israel whose knees have not bowed to Baal and every mouth that has not kissed him. He's saying, Elijah, you're not alone. There's actually 7,000 other people that have, you have your back basically he was bringing reality to Elijah's uh, perception of what was going on he was bringing truth to his reality so you know whatever your reality is in that moment there's you have to realize that that's not the full story that you might feel alone but there's people out there that love you and care for you you might feel alone but the Lord said I will never leave you and never forsake you I have a hope and a future for you and so I love this because all of a sudden Elijah's eyes are awakened to the fact that wait a second I'm not alone 
And then the next thing he does is he gives him divine instruction to start walking in uh, the desire of his heart to connect with other people uh, that haven't uh, forsaken the Lord. So uh, he sends him to see Elisha from that place on, from that moment on. But he kept moving throughout the process. He kept seeking the Lord in the midst of it. And if you're dealing with depression, anxiety, fear, uh, mental health issues, let me tell you, keep moving in the Lord. Keep seeking him. Listen for his voice. Listen for divine instruction. And and, and don't let those feelings of being overwhelmed that, that hit you like waves take you out. You keep getting up. You keep eating the bread of life. You keep getting into the word of God because, you know, that's the sustenance that he gives you. He makes a way of escape and he is a healer. You know, uh, in the issue of mental health, a lot of people, I feel like, address it from the the point of, and they, I believe they mean well, but they address it from the point of like, you need to, you need to go to all of these other things. And then if that doesn't work, then you go to the Lord. But, but Romans eight talks about, uh, the power that we have, the victory that we have in Christ, that there is nothing, not even mental health, not even depression, as serious as mental health is. I'm not belittling it at all. But what I'm saying is this is not bigger than the blood of Jesus. If you think that there is no way out, there's no help. And, and, you know, uh, calling a hotline is your last ditch effort. I mean, by all means, call a hotline. But what I'm telling you is Jesus Christ is the answer, that he can break you out of that thing in a minute. He set you up out of instruction through his word to break you out of that. That doesn't have to be your story. But what you do have to do is you have to make a decision to get up and eat from the Lord. You have to find that intimate place with him that you have to lean in. You can't live live, uh, you know, with a little bit of the world's way and a little bit of God's way and expect supernatural results. You have to lean in to the Lord. You have to trust him completely. And you know, Romans 8, it talks about God's power that we have that through his love. See, God loves you. He doesn't want you to be in that place. He doesn't want you to be tormented by thoughts and emotions and to make you feel like your life's insignificant. He sent Jesus Christ to give your life purpose and power and that you would walk in the fullness of it. It says in verse 31 of Romans 8, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? Is it God who justifies? And it goes on to say, uh, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, dangerous sword. And it goes on to say, no, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And he goes on that I am sure that neither death nor life, angels nor rulers, nor things present or things to come, powers, no height, no depth, nor anything in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Well, the love of God is demonstrated through us, to us, through the cross. The cross gave us power to overcome and live in that place of victory that none of those things, mental health can't separate you from the love of God. Depression can't separate you from the love of God. Discouragement, anxiety, feeling overwhelmed can't separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus. The answer is Jesus Christ. The answer is still him. But you have to you have to seek him. You have to lean into him during those times fully and completely. There is power in the blood. There is power in the name of Jesus for the loneliest heart. 
If you're looking and you're lonely and you're trying all these other things to fill you, even even ministry itself, if you're a minister and you've dealt with loneliness, depression, uh, all of these things, you know, even ministry itself will not fill you. It's the relationship that you have with Christ is the only thing that will fill you in a way that to completeness, that you don't feel lonely, that you don't feel uh, insignificant, that you don't feel like you can't do it. You're filled with his power and then everything else is an overflow from that place. So if you're watching today and if you ever dealt with those feelings of loneliness, I think about David when he said, I am a worm. If you're feeling that way, don't speak it out. Say, no, I, I am the righteousness of Christ. I am significant. God has a plan and a purpose for my life. You need to take the lie that the enemy is trying to feed you and, and to manifest through your feelings and your emotions. And you need to take the word of God and you need to silence him. You need to declare the opposite of that which you're feeling in that moment. Let it come out of your mouth. David was declaring all these things that he was a, a lonely worm and no one liked him. The reality was he's one of the most anointed men in the Bible, that he did miraculous things for the Lord, that the people were uh, chanting his name. People loved King David and were loyal to King David. But that was his present reality because of a moment, because of a lie, it could, because of one person even. You know, don't let the enemy magnify a little thing to the point it becomes your whole reality, your bubble that you're stuck in, that you have no future, that you can't get out of it. I'm telling you, the Lord is, is all powerful. He will bring you out of it if you do these principles, if you press into him, if you continue to do what is good, even though you feel like you're going to faint, even though you feel like you want to quit, even like you feel like you're knocked down, get up, eat the bread of the Lord, keep moving on, and don't let those things overtake you. You know, some there's some like simple principles that you can just implement in your life. You know, don't, and I've talked about this before on the podcast, don't make decisions when you're tired. Don't, uh, don't go to extremes when you're tired. Sometimes you need to just rest. Sometimes you do need to eat a physical meal. Sometimes you need to, to, to get, uh, uh, just refreshed in the natural because if not you know your your emotions will take control the enemy loves to play on you when you're weak and vulnerable and those vulnerable moments sometimes are when you're tired elijah was tired he had just come off of great victories and he believed a lie so make sure that you're not just taking in lies in those moments but you know sometimes you just need to rest eat and say you know i'm going to deal with this tomorrow you know and also you know be careful and guard the voices that are coming in i talked about this about believing lies but i want to talk to you even for a second about what you're listening to what you're watching the people that you're surrounding yourself with you know a lot of times you'll hear a report uh, and and you'll be like, man, no one likes me. This person said that, yeah, you know, even for me, I'll be like, oh my goodness, does that person, that they didn't like my sermon. Nobody likes my sermons or, you know, and all of a sudden it's like one person like that, that spoke that and, and it becomes my reality and you feel bad about yourself. But but it's it's important to guard the voices that are around you to say, you know what, that might be one person, but, but I know I'm surrounded by a group of people that love me and accept me and do uh, rejoice in the, the gifts that are in my my life so so don't make a mountain out of a molehill hill either don't let the enemy take one person's voice and make it your main voice be surrounded by people who love the lord people who believe like you believe who speak into your destiny don't listen to sad mopey music Come on now, don't listen to sad, mopey music and then wonder why you're depressed, why you're discouraged, why you feel hopeless. No, put that praise music on. Exchange it for a, a spirit of praise that your your emotions, your soul loves that kind of thing because it feels good. It's like feeding what you're already feeling. You need to, to 
nip that in the bud immediately and say, I'm not going to listen to this. I'm going to listen to praise music. Even even some Christian music is soulish music. What I mean by that is they they uh, settle into the conflict. They settle into the, the place in the song where it's like defeat and they and they sing and, and uh, meditate around that place. No, listen to music that, that talks of the victory that you have. You don't need that. You know, I could get sad myself if I want to. I could sit there and meditate. I don't need a song to help me meditate on, uh, you know, how hard the battle is. I need a song that declares the victory that we have in Jesus. Watch the voices. Watch, watch. This sounds so silly. Watch the movies that you're watching. I don't watch sad, mopey movies because I don't need to feel sad and mopey. I don't need to, to watch a movie that's going to make me cry. That feeds my emotional state. And I need to, to, to guard that. I need to steward that well. So um, so don't just let any voices, any movies, anything into the gate of who you are, into the gate uh, that, that the Lord wants you to protect. And, you know, he is faithful. Like I said before, the blood of Jesus is powerful to heal you. If he can heal you from cancer, he can bring you out of a place of depression. If he can heal you and bring someone out of a wheelchair, he can uh, break those suicidal thoughts from from uh, being over you. So you need to to really press into the power that we have in Jesus. This is where the conversation needs to be extended. Yes, you know, we, we pray for those who have mental health issues. I know it's a real thing. But the conversation needs to continue to the place that we know that Jesus Christ is all-powerful. He can break you out of it and that you have a responsibility to play to in the matter. So I love you so much. Praying for you all that you would walk in joy and peace and every good thing. We love you so much from the Mrs. Rev Podcast. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks again for joining us for the Mrs. Rev Podcast. Once again, do us a favor and subscribe, but also leave a review and a rating. If you have any comments or questions, we'd love to hear from you. So after you subscribe, request to join our closed Facebook group and feel free to leave your questions there. Have an amazing week and we'll see you next time for another episode of the Mrs. Rev Podcast.